Where's uh, the neg- well, but where's the negativity coming from? I mean, well, you know, uh, is it from this, this show? Because no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Collars, collars. Uh, well, the two collars. Know, well, the two collars being positive. One collar was was you know he wasn't right, negative, right. but he was pointing out some some concern of his. Yeah, well, it's not. I guess this is an accumulation effect. It's not necessarily just anything I've heard this morning, but you know, I got friends around the around the country. They're supposed to be Vol fans and talk losing all the time. You know, I mean, Jason, you got a show to run. You got to get out there and sell those ads. I've been in sales practically my whole life. Uh, you know, one thing you got to learn is get away from negative thought, and negative people. There's there's one. It's one thing to you know be realistic and try to solve your issues, but you know, I guess and I'm kind of a I've you know I've been behind every coach we've ever hired, even the guy until he tells shows me he can't get it done or whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I can't believe when it comes to Coach Heifel that. With his background and his record, from day one, some of my friends have talked about, you know, how we couldn't hire a top-line coach, et cetera. No, he's not Nick Saban, but there's not many of them. But I think track record-wise, he was as good as we've hired and many, many hires. And I just, you know, just assuming we can't play anymore, I don't know how this season's going to turn out. I don't know. How many games will ultimately win? But when I have people uh, hear people commenting, read people commenting, talk to people who just assume, or or they make the uh, statements about it's the same old same old, and we're no better than we were. You can't watch the football team that I've watched so far in three weeks and say that that they're as bad or worse than than they were a year ago. It's just totally, utterly incompetent thinking, in my in my opinion. I mean, yeah, that's not true. Enthusiasm on that team, the practice, uh, the way the kids talk. Uh, um, you see it, the Theo Jacksons and people like that out there on that field. I don't know what the results will be, but if you can't see the difference in how those kids are responding, you know, to their coaches and and try and, and the effort behind it. I just don't think you're you're either being dishonest with yourself, or you really just don't know a whole lot about sports. Yeah, Don. I mean, it's somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, folks folks want to see a better product. Folks thought they were going to see better product offensively, um, and the expectations have not been met because we haven't been clicking where we need to be clicking on offense. Uh, and then also, um, you know. There are some folks that that Don is describing that are you know out there that have not gave Hypo an opportunity. Um, they just cast them off at the very very beginning. And hey man, that's you know that that if you want to do that's cool. He actually has the best track record of any head coach we've hired since since Johnny Majors, um, to be honest. So, but yeah, I mean, I. Uh, what Don is seeing and hearing is different than what I'm hearing and seeing. So I can't sit here and tell Don, yo, his his personal experience is wrong. Like we can't we can't do that. But um, Don is right. Like 
you're in sales, you're an entrepreneur, you know, there's a level of positivity that you have to have, but there's also a level of realistic uh, expectations and um, that you got to have as well. You got to live, you know, in, in, in the real world too. And um, it's not being a sheep. It's not being negative all, negative all. It's just, Hey man, it's just reality. You know, we, we are not where we need to be. We're not, we're not that good right now, uh, and we're trying to maximize what we have. Like we're trying to maximize the pieces that we were given, based on what has happened over the last couple of years with coaching searches and blah 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 and all that stuff. So we're trying to 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 get the best out of what we have. Every every drop of juice out of the orange, we're trying to get with the roster that this coach staff. Has gotten and just a, that's just a simple facts. Not making excuses. It's just it is what it is, and so that those are the hardcore facts. Period. So, anyways, um, we'll go to the phones here, and uh, we'll keep this thing going this morning. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three nine a.m. We'll we'll be joined by David Waters of Gator Breakdown and. Uh, we'll talk about this Florida-Tennessee matchup uh, with Dave Waters Vols here. by 50. 9, 9 a.m. Let him know. Dave, we're going to let you know, man, the Vols going to win by 50. Uh, you asked R.D. Vol, he would, he would agree. I don't know about that, though. Uh, who's on the phone? R.D. Vol is a, a bum. Uh, we've got Justin in Florida. You must know R.D. Vol. Justin, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Man, wonderful. How are you, sir? Uh, doing okay. The first thing I'm going to start out with is I'm going to try and guess Ben's for what today, and that's going to be the red, my beloved Red Sox in yellow and blue jersey last night. Ugh. What in God's green earth was what was that about? I, I was I was horrified. So Ben, I I'm guessing that's your for what today. No, I I have it commented like on social media or on the show about it because I didn't know if the yellow stood for something. And it, it like I didn't want to trash the the jerseys because the jerseys are hideous. But I didn't know oh. if they're wearing yellow for a certain cause, so I didn't want to trash it. If it was like, oh, we're wearing these jerseys to support research for childhood or childhood cancer. Yeah, yeah, for lost for lost puppies or something. Right, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I, oh, you I wasn't aware of anything, and I just I, I flipped on the game and I it hurt my eyes. So, <laughs> um. Guys, real quick, little bits on pack here. Who was the caller that called right before the uh, break? Um, that was that was David from uh, Ackworth. Mm-hmm. Okay, he had he definitely had some really, really, really good points. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. And you know, I think right now we we as fans, I mean, there, there's probably one common ground we as fans can come to, and that's. We want to win again. Yes, I mean, you know that that is the only thing is you know to a lot of people when they talk about you know you know financial issues. What's one thing everyone usually can agree on? Hey, they want to pay less in taxes. Yes, but, you know this is one of those things. We we all have a common ground. We all want to win more. You know he, he definitely had some good points. You know to say that you know we're going to become Vanderbilt. I. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I think, I think his 
the example is, oh, we're going to be looked at as one of those teams in the SEC that every week it's an automatic win. And I think what we need to do now is, as an athletic program is walk and chew gum. And what I mean by that is we've got to try and fix the winning on the field and a lot of things behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, for instance, for instance, baseball. I guarantee that Danny White's not making a move like this at a time like this because he wants to try something out. Danny White, but I mean, I know for a fact one of his number one goals was to bring in more money. So I'm assuming that a move like this potentially helps do that. Now, I am one of those people that this impacted. And one of the things, you know, you get a great deal, you pay for it on the front end. The problem was that money's been spent already. It's gone. It, it's it, it, And it's not helping us now with renovations, with, you know, uh, new, uh, you know, facilities for, like, baseball. I mean, that, that big one-time donation is made, and it was made a while ago, and th- that money's now spent. So you, you've got to find a way to balance things out. And it's not like he's trying something that's, you know, cutting edge and new that, you know, no one else is doing. I mean, we are literally just doing what everyone else in the SEC is doing across the board. We're just the last ones to do it. Bingo. And, and that, to me, that to me should be very telling. So even, even a, uh, I believe, even a Vanderbilt got away from this model. And you, you can't say, well, they did it, you know, when they were good in football, um, Arkansas, same thing. They got away from this model in the 2000s, or early 2000s, I believe. And, you know, they weren't lighting it up. You know, I say all that to say this. It, Danny White's got to fix the things be, behind the scenes. Josh Heupel's got to fix things on the field. And I think we as fans, uh, and I'm not going to say we have to be patient because we've been patient enough, <laughs> but we also have to realize where the program is right now. Now, I thought Danny White made two pretty pretty great moves this, this week alone. Um, you know, rescheduling the Army game. And it's not because of, you know, we're afraid to play Army, where, you know, we don't want to deal with the triple option. Look at the, the – I mean, just look at it where it falls on the schedule. You go at pit, have to come home, prepare for the triple option, and then host your first SEC game in Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean – if you could move Army to another point in the season, fine. But, I mean, that's a, that's a game. Your front seven could take an absolute beating, and we can't be going to play host Florida at home and potentially have, uh, you know, the front seven all dinged up. So I thought that was a, a great move. Yeah, good and point. For those that say, and for those that say, well, you know, you don't see other schools doing this. Well, let's look at Florida, for instance. Look at their non-conference games. They've been a joke. They, they haven't played anyone decent, and they'll say, well, we play Florida State. Well, Florida State hasn't been good in a long time. They don't play anyone decent outside of their conference, and they haven't in a long time. And, and you know something? I actually give them credit for that. The SEC is a meat grinder to begin with. Take your, take your three wins, try and stay healthy, and worry about SEC play. I mean, you see other schools do this, I want to start rather than being that you know person 
or, or that organization out on the side that's like, hey, this is the way we've always done it, and we're not going to change. But maybe, you know, following the rest of the pack might yield some better results. Going to hang up and listen. Yeah, I mean, um, the comment about, you know, you don't see other teams doing that as far as taking teams off the schedule. Well, we are on our third AD since since Dave Hart. <laughs> so you don't see the turnover, at, you know, at, at AD either. So Tennessee has a lot of issues, point blank period, in, in the athletic department. And hopefully Danny White is making all the necessary decisions and right decisions to correct. I have a uh, all confession to make. Things. These are my confessions. You want to hear my confession? Yes. So, my last conversation with Danny White, I am beating the drum. I am beating the drum with Danny White to bring back the letters on the stadium. The V, the O, the L, the S, I'm beating that drum. So if it comes back, it's 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 all you. No, no, no. It's not. It's not all me. I mean, he's getting. You know, he's asked for feedback. He's getting feedback from people. Um, you know, we put up putting up the second video board, and um, you know, I didn't play at Tennessee when those letters were up there. I know how much they mean to a lot of our a lot of our fans, and I want to see him. Like I want to see him up. I want to see the letters up, and. Danny's listening. He is listening, but I just wanted to—I just wanted to let you know. I'm beating that drum, man. Um, every time I see him, I'm like, hey, man, what about them letters? They get them letters back up on the stadium. I want to see him. I want—I want to see the new, and I want to see us use and and honor our past too, some of our past traditions. Uh, I want both. I want us to move forward, but I also want to bring along some of the best things about our past outside of winning because that's all people will say. Well, just win. Well, like Justin said, you can chew gum and walk at the same time. There's other things that you can do too in your quest for winning. Like you can you can do other stuff too. Um, so I want to see the letters back. And, again, I've just been, all right, Danny. Hey, man, what about them letters? Hey, can we get them up? You think structurally, you think where, where can we put them? So hopefully, hopefully it works out, man. Um, and continue to send your input. The athletic department is sending out surveys and doing all those things. Participate in that and tell him that you want the letters up. If, it, if, if you want the letters up, this is your chance. This is your chance. There's been transparency. There's been a, a willingness from administration to say, "Hey, man, we want to listen to you." We are all in this together. Give us your input. Take advantage of that. High school musical style? Take advantage of that. Talk. We're all in this together. I don't know, I don't know about no high school You never watched high school musical. Ben, why do I want to watch high school musical? Because you have a, a daughter that is about to be in high school. She don't want... She, she, don't she even didn't watch want, Disney Channel growing up? She probably watched it, but... Uh, I'm going to the phones. We have podcast star... D.R. Vol. D.R. Vol. R.D. Vol. D's Vols. Well, good morning, man. 
Well, you know, I was listening to R.D. Ball, and I was like, man, that's the end of my gang right there. Me and him could have a conversation and never agree on anything. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Basically, you, basically well, you just admitted that you talked to yourself. Well, yeah, I, I, I do that in the car often. My, you know how it is. When you finally get the kids away from you, you're <laughs> talking about something else besides high school musicals Ben was talking about. Exactly. Uh, I, I laugh when people talk about people being too negative and all that. And, and as you all know, I kind of lean towards negativity. But kind of. Like you said, kind, well, you, you are the hey, king said it. of negavols. Like you, you, you said are the president it. of the negavols fan base. What's up? You are the president of the negavols. I don't know. I know one guy that's worse. Actually, my cousin, R. D. he was count. a negavol before it was cool. <laughs> but sometimes you're just being realistic about stuff. Like my prediction on this game is I said Florida 45, Tennessee 32. Honestly, I feel like I'm being optimistic about that. But I know where we're at in the program. That's like me signing up for a weightlifting contest and doing push-ups for a week and and thinking I'm going to win over people that's worked out for three years and done steroids. Like sometimes you just know where you're at. Reality is a, is a good thing sometimes. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like when I get like that, I, I don't get as disappointed. But, I mean, maybe we can get good quarterback play. But I also know every game I've watched from Florida, especially at 15-year, it always ends in disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yep. 15, 17, 14. You know, that right there, Ben, if you have confident quarterback play, you, you have a four-game winning streak against Florida when they had when they had idiot coaches just like we did. Yeah, you, sh- mean, you should have won. Well, 15, you had competent I mean, quarterback. It's just you didn't have a competent coach. Yeah. Well, you just made, you just made a boneheaded decision late in the game to play soft, and you allowed a big play to happen. I mean, um, but, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe if you had a – a more aggressive coach that, you know, maybe maybe you win that game because there was a lot of soft and terrible in 15 anyways. You would have beat Oklahoma if you were a little bit more aggressive too. So, yeah, like uh, the quarterback play was good in that game. Uh, and there's been years where, you know, you should have beaten Florida. Should have beat him in 14. Should have beat him in 15. Um, 16, the first half looked like we were about to lose, but it don't matter because, you know, second half we took care of business and, and blew them out. Um, so yeah, well, there's been opportunities for sure. I listen, I'm going into this game the same way I went into the 15 game. Like I, I'm hoping for the best, but I wouldn't be surprised if we lose and I ain't picking us to win if I had to put money on it. That was the same exact (laughs) approach I went into 15 and I'm happy to be pleasantly surprised. Same here. Speaking of, so I, I, I'm, I'm a clown as y'all know, I put money on this game, of course. But I, I bet the over this time. What do you think, Ben? It was sixty and a half. Is what I got it at. I I think there's a good chance of the over hitting because Florida's going to put up some points. I think Tennessee will put up some points. I, I like the over hitting. Yeah, I do too. It's just more fun to root for the over, honestly. Uh, you, guys, you before like I go, would you say that again? I'm sorry. So you like losing money. So you don't think both teams will combine for sixty? No, I don't. So you don't think it's going to be like a thirty-two to twenty-eight game? Mm, I don't, but hey. What do you think the score is going to be? I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be an over. But 
Hey, we'll see, because I, you know, I don't have any money on the game. So either Dr. Vol is gonna win money, and I'll be wrong, um, but I'll really be right because I didn't lose any money, or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or I'll be right and Dr. Vol will lose money. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, speaking of money, so I haven't, and I'll hop up here after this. But um, my latest uh, adventure to dead end, I introduced four kids to the, or two kids rather, my two had, had it to the banana pudding. Ooh. And I ordered me a banana pudding after everybody said they didn't want any. And you know how that goes with kids, Wayne. Uh, yeah. So I, I get one bite, and they want to try it. And then they want to order two more. So I ordered me a small one this next time. And then the fourth kid, he wants to eat it as well. So, yeah, I I felt like Doc Rivers in that gift where he's just looking around. Because finally, after I ordered my third banana pudding, I got to eat it. But, uh Needless to say, we had to tip the waitress very well after four kids, all those crayons, and you know how it goes. Yeah, man, for sure, man. I'm glad the kids got a chance to experience banana pudding, man. Kenny, Kenny is holding after Cornival, and Kenny, he got a chance to experience the banana pudding. Uh, what was that last week? I think it was Pittsburgh. Last week. Pittsburgh, well, two weeks ago. So three weeks ago? No, two weeks ago. Uh, whatever. Let's get to Cornival. Cornival, good morning. Oh, Lord, we've got Ben talking about High School Musical and trying to dime you out for betting on games and just, man, it. Hey, man, High School Musical <laughs> was, like, was like Ben's high school, Buckhorn, so that's, that's probably why he likes it so much. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. Uh, Actually, I, probably, I, my I, high school is probably more like High School Musical than his high school. I'm totally joking. So, go ahead. <laughs> Um, well, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, I've been accused of being a, a sunshine pumper before and, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I can't help for being an optimistic person. I choose to live my life that way. And I don't think that there's, there's really anything wrong with that. Nope. Nothing wrong. <clears throat> and, uh, I know you guys have probably, uh, grew up her- hearing this, uh, saying as well, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm-hmm. I feel like the one no nah, I'm not gonna group everybody in one group. I don't I don't like to do a blanket statement, but I feel like the loudest voices in the room are usually the ones that don't A understand the real purpose of what's being done or B they just don't want to. And I'm referring to the ones that are about the grandfathered in seats and this, that and the other and I mean that's been a lot of dead weight. That's not that's I like I really, really, really appreciated Justin from Florida's call because that was a lot of facts and a lot of truth and a lot of people need to hear that it's the God's honest truth we are not where we want to be but we're trying to get there and you have to do like with what little kids do with Legos you you make you build you build you got to use the block it takes steps we can't just say just win because you have to build that that takes a long time Heifel has to get his system installed. I mean, <clears throat> like you, I think I believe you'd even said it yourself that when Heifel was first hired, when he does get his guys here, the the players that he needs to run this system, he he's going to blow this thing open. I mean, we'll we'll score a lot of points. We've already scored a lot of points, more than we we scored in any game last year. Yep, three times over. So people need to temper their expectations and be realistic. There's nothing wrong with being, oh, and pointing out, you know, this is wrong, that's wrong. But we've got to be real with ourselves, and we need to kind of calm down just a little bit. 
I don't know if Ben, you might not know, or yeah, you might remember. Um, you're just a little younger than I am, but the <laughs> guy from on YouTube, whitest kids you know, the uh, calm down, John, just calm down. <laughs> That's what everybody needs to do. Just need to calm down. Give him a few. I mean, Josh needs four to five years just to turn things around on the roster. And that's with mild success. If we have early success, say we get lucky this weekend, and we're going to have to get lucky to beat that team. Let's just be honest with ourselves. That's a good Florida team that took Bama to the wire and almost beat them. Correct. That ain't easy to do. Correct. So we're going to have to be realistic and just play hard. People need to just appreciate it. Appreciate the process, like what the 76ers did. But we all see how that worked out. So that's probably not a Still good Still haven't won anything. <laughs> exactly. So I need to shut my but mouth beat, hey, But they beat nah, on I the just, door. I wanted to pass that along. Yeah, I appreciate that. They're beating on the door, man. They're beating on the door. They're close. They're close. Um, and listen, I understand, like, the frustration. The Swain event is affected by the win-loss total, too. Like, my business is affected by Tennessee's football success. So, trust me, I get it. It ain't just, oh, I have this job where, you know, I'm comfortable, I'm, I'm good to go, and then, you know, I can just totally remove myself away from Tennessee football and be okay. No, like, Tennessee football is a part of, like, my livelihood. So, I get it. I get it. Like, for the last 10 years, it has sucked. I understand. But, Cornteval is right. He's right. It is what it is. And, ho- and hopefully the transfer portal can, can help uh, expedite some things. Um, but, I'm not expecting <laughs> year one for Tennessee to go blow the water out. I expect improvement. And we're seeing that so far. I just wanted to continue to see it. I just want to continue to see it. Swain Event, be right back. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain Event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 till 10, right here When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. 
With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to atfcu.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture. Because office furniture outfitters met my furniture needs. With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and, get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. You don't have to take an L just because you can't listen to the Swain event live. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes.
Let's get to the Irish Network's hotline. 90 days no payment for business internet. Jason Sway and Ben McKee live here on a Thursday morning. It's about 843. And uh, at least it's not raining outside. It is chilly now, but at least it's not raining. I don't know what's worse. Uh, the rain. Let's get to JJ. Good morning. Swain, you got that sweatshirt on, brother? No, no sweatshirt, man. No sweatshirt. Ooh, we is freezing out here. No, no sweatshirt. Yeah, jacket on though. Ain't sweatshirt. Oh come on, man! You getting into semantics now? Ain't sweatshirt, man. The only reason I put this on is because um, I didn't have time to pick up pick out a t shirt. I was getting school uh, lunches together, getting breakfast together. The dog had to go to the to the vet this morning. So quite frankly, I just didn't have no, no time to pick out a nice t shirt. So this was the quickest thing. I got a tank top on under this. So. I was outside this morning in my tank top, fifty-seven degrees. Felt great. Oh, you, oh, you, oh, you thrive in this weather, huh? Oh, I love it. Well, I love it. Yeah, the maniac. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Ben, this is Brent Hubs kind of weather, ain't it? <laughs> Brent Hubs made a joke about it last night on Vol Call, saying that uh, for for those who like fall weather, you're in heaven. But for those of us on blood thinners, it's not the best. <laughs> It's just, he's like my aunt, man. He gets under a heavy blanket in the middle of July, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm somewhat the same way. I'm not that bad, but I I hate being cold. It, it, like it's it's too cold for me outside. I, I'm good. Keep it in the seventies. Mm. Well, guys, I got the perfect candidate for USC. Deion Sanders. Ain't gonna hire this man. What? <laughs> so what Reggie I, Bush I said. Deion, I I think Deion Sanders is a good coach. I really do. I think he's going to be a really good coach. And I thought it was kind of a joke but when he first got hired. But I think people don't give Dion a chance because he is so, back in his day, he was so flashy and prime time and this and that. But when you actually hear Dion talk and you hear the message he has and you hear the wisdom he has to share, and you know he's going to recruit, you know, out the yin-yang. He'll get kids to come line up to play for him. At a school like USC, uh, I, I think he'd be. I think he's going to be a really good coach if if a big school ever gives him a chance. I mean, he's a good coach now, but I'm saying on the big level. Why do you think he's, I a, think why, he'll do why well. you think he's a good coach? Well, he wins at Jackson State. Now he's been winning, um, and he's been getting players. Obviously, he gets a lot of transfers, but uh, he's won at a high level at Jackson State so far, and I just. When I hear him talk and I hear some, it doesn't seem gimmicky to me. It seems like he's genuine, and uh, I, I just think uh, I, I think he'll be a good coach. I, I, and the reason why I'm asking this is not because like I disagree. I'm just I just want to mm-hmm. know how did you come to that conclusion? Because I look at Dion at Jackson State, and yes, he is like he's kind of the big fish in a small pond mm-hmm. because he was the only like the the only pro player to just jump into coaching at that level before mm-hmm. Eddie George was hired at Tennessee Tennessee State. Now what's going to happen if he is hired by one of those big programs, will he will he still be that big fish in a small pond or will he just be the 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 coach that's over his head? Now, he would have definitely been better in the 3 like Florida State. Remember he wanted to go to mm-hmm. Florida State, they didn't want him and they brought in Mike Novell. Maybe Florida State should have hired Dion. Mhm. Yeah, well, I mean, this is all – now, look, recruiting get, uh, 
ticks up a notch. I mean, you know, it ain't the blood sport in the HBCUs like it is in the SEC, for example. So is Dion willing to really put that work in and recruiting? You know, I, is that something he really, truly wants to do? Because uh, when you recruit a guy against guys like Kirby Smart and, and people like that, but I just, you know, if he hires a good staff around him, he seems like a genuine guy. He does. He seems like a uh, – he just seems like a guy that I think kids would like to play for. And that's half the battle right there, Swain, you know. I mean, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart aren't running some kind of special defense or special offense that nobody can figure out. I think Shane Beamer pretty much summed it up. They got 105 stars on each side of the ball. That's what makes them so good. Well, think about this, too, with Dion, He wanted to go to Florida State because mm-hmm. Florida State needed – he thought Florida State needed him – and that's mm-hmm. his school. That's, that's where he played. And oh, he yeah. was struggling. So he wanted to be a part of the solution. He's at Jackson State because he feels like he is going somewhere where he can make a difference and a change, bringing more exposures to HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Does he feel that way or will he feel that way going to USC? Like, Does he feel like he's serving a purpose or just like, hey, I'm – I want to go coach at a big-time program and have all these resources. I mean, there's a lot of players on that football team right now, Jackson State, that he got to go there because he's there and he wants to be there to help them with the exposure uh, and doing that with HBCUs. That's That was kind of the Eddie George's calling as well. So I don't know if USC will fulfill Dion like, like Jackson State has or a Florida State uh, could have if he was hired. There's no time. Well, if, if- – if Dion stayed at Jackson State another year or two and won, keep kept winning at a high level, is that? I mean, is he at least just as qualified as guys like Clay Hilton or Jeremy Pruitt who are getting these jobs and never been a head coach before? I mean, that's a, you raise a good point. I mean, because I mean, I know he's done it at a smaller level. Maybe he wasn't a coordinator at a big school, but at least he was a head coach and won at a high level. And then you got guys like Clay Hilton. You're thinking, how did Clay Hilton get that job? And then guess what happens? It doesn't work. Okay. Of course. Like you look at his resume and you think, how did he get the Southern Cal job? So, I mean, it makes you wonder, you know, I mean, at, maybe Dion needs another year or two to prove that he can win at a consistent level at Jackson State, which I think he will. And at that point, he's – every bit as qualified or just as qualified as some of these coordinators that are getting these big jobs. Hey, as long as the staff so is strong. The, yeah, no. and so that, that, that's what I would wonder about playing myself. Yeah, yeah. As long as the staff is strong because, like, Dion seems like he embraces being in the fishbowl. He would, you know, he would be kind of perfect here as far as, you know, the mm-hmm. things, like the responsibilities you have to carry out as far as vol calls and, and, and all mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. the things like that. He would embrace it. And that's something that Pruitt hated. What do you think uh, the coach's show would be called if Dion was here? The prime <laughs> show? Prime. He would change the name of it. He would change the name of it. And you would have to call him Co- Coach Prime. <laughs> Doing a media availability, he'd tell you to call oh, him Coach man. Prime. But, like, some coaches, like, they shy away from that. They just want to coach X's and O's. Where at a program like, like USC and, like, a program like Tennessee, like we have, like, like we know, it has to be more than just coaching X's and O's. You better you better show up to those vol calls with a good attitude. You better show up to that coaching show with a good attitude. Man, people are hating on, like, genuinely – Mad at Josh Heupel for what he shows up to 
in like what he wears to to the Josh Heupel show. Oh my god! It's the same people who who I mean they just get mad about everything, everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mad about what he wears to to the Josh Heupel show, but the same people that criticize Butch for caring too much about his appearance. Listen, man, I so got. Do people- you want to criticize them for being for caring too much about their wearing or their lack of what they're wearing? I got people like that in my family. Nothing is good enough. There's always mm-hmm. something wrong. And I just I just avoid those folks. Like, what do you want? You want them to look good? You don't want them to look good. You complain about Butch watches and shoes and, and suit and tie and all that. But with Heupel, now, now it's not enough. And remember, he just got done coaching a football game. I'm sure he'd like to be back in the facility, which he is, watching tape and, and not filming the Josh Heupel show. Yeah. So, hey man. man, people just people just want to be mad online about something. Hey, just have a problem with something, man. There are people like that. All right, let's go back to the phones. Thank you, Jay, for for the phone call, man. I kind of want to see what's going to happen with Dion. Uh, I'll be surprised if he leaves Jackson State. Um, I think he has unfinished business more than just football. There, um, Dion seems like he's a guy that you know it's about it's about serving people and. And doing things with the purpose is why he had a school there in Texas. Um, I think it was called Prime Academy. I think I think that's what it was called. So, but he had his own high school. Uh, I think it's more than just just X's and O's uh, for Dion. All right, let's yeah, go. At college, you get the fake somebody robbing you of, of all your stuff in, in in the locker room. Oh yeah, he was mad about that. He thought somebody got him. He got. <laughs> I forgot. All, I forgot all about that. All right, let's um let's go back to the phones and let's get to. Vol Spark. Good morning, Spark. Uh, what's up, guys? What's First up? First time calling in. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, uh, good morning. I've been uh, I've been listening to you guys about five or six years now. Yeah. Uh, so it, it feels good to finally get on the phone with you guys. Uh, went through the ups and downs of the Butch days, the train wreck, that being the Prude era, and uh, now onto the hype year. So... Uh, but, uh, I just want to brag on y'all for just a minute before I get to my question. Uh, you know, I've seen you guys kind of grow up before my eyes. Uh, you know, you guys have always kind of put solid content out there, but, uh, it just continues to get better, uh, every day. So, uh, thanks for that. Because of that, you guys are part of my morning. So, uh, keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but, uh, you know, not sure if you guys have noticed that our games are stretched out to about three or four hours now. Um, you know, because the high pulls up playing style, uh, you know, kind of given our lack of roster depth, uh, do you think that that will kind of wear on the team, you know, toward, as the season kind of grinds on? I think, it, I think it depends on the injuries. I mean, I think strength and conditioning wise, you have prepared your team to go through a 12 game season, but this is the first year that this strength and conditioning staff have, you know, they've been through an SEC season. And so football is physical. Football is dangerous. Guys get hurt. doesn't matter what conference that you're in. You're going to have injuries. But this is a different level of physical. And we've seen just so far, even before we played in the SEC game, we've had guys out. And it has, you know, put a big number on the Richter scale. Where in the past where Tennessee teams were good, one injury on the offensive line shouldn't, create a ripple effect to where you have a guy snapping the ball on the ground um, and you can't run the football against against Tennessee Tech in a way uh, that's imposing like it should be. So that just shows you right there that the depth is not where it needs to be. Um, but I think it depends on the injuries, though. Spark, I think 
And injuries, you know, can be looked upon as, as being lucky or unlucky. But I think it depends on the injuries, whether or not this style of play is really going to hurt this team. Because I do think they have prepared for it um, conditioning-wise. You have noticed at the start of the season, you haven't seen one player crapping up from Tennessee. You haven't seen that at all. So the preparation uh, for nutrition and uh, being in condition, you, you've seen that. That's, that's paying off. So um, now you do kind of wonder, all right, strength levels, where are we there? Because we didn't push around Tennessee Tech. Uh, that's a fair, fair question to ask. Uh, I, I don't think that you know we went from being strong last year to just automatically weak. I don't think that at all. I think it's more mentality um, than anything. But I'm not willing, Valspart, to uh, say at this point in the season that all right, this this system with the games being three and a half, four hours, and running you know 75, 80 plays that um, it can have a negative effect on us. Not just yet because we haven't seen it yet, but it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, I'm just worried about them running out of gas a little bit because I think we've seen that story before with, you know, kind of the past coaches and kind of lack of depth. And so uh, I just didn't want history repeating itself. Yep, yep. Uh, when we get there, you know, I probably admit it and worry about it. But right now I'm just – we're not, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. It's possible. It is possible. Um, but, listen, I've, I, haven't, I haven't seen Auburn – Talk about how that was a major issue, and I know ours our tempo was faster than Auburn's, but that's probably the closest thing that I could think of uh, to a Josh Heupel offense is Auburn Gus Malzahn there, and you know I didn't I didn't see that as being there pro- being a problem for them. It's been more about you know quarterback development and play with that offense and the creativity uh, there at Auburn. Um, but that's a really good phone call. It's good to get you called in for the first time, man. Don't let that be the last. Continue to call in. I appreciate that and love with the compliment. Glad that you've been with us for five years. We look forward to another another five with you. So thank you so much for for the phone call. I uh, really, really appreciate that. Swain Event and SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. And if you haven't heard, there's now a way to get the power tea and the checkerboard on your license plate while supporting scholarships at UT students uh, for UT students at the same time. The official UT Knoxville license plates are now available uh, from county clerks across the state of Tennessee. $15 of your $35 annual specialty plate fee supports student scholarships. Talk to your county clerk or visit alumni.utk.edu for more information. So the official, official UT license plate is available. Check in with your county clerk and uh, sweeten up that ride. Some checkerboard and some orange and white. 865-255-03. Let's take a quick time out, Ben. Let's come back with uh, our guy David Waters. And uh, he's going to join us from Gator Breakdown as we talk about the Florida Gators. Looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to this game, the opportunity, the challenge for Tennessee. We'll talk to Dave Waters, who uh, knows a thing or two about the football team there in Gainesville. Does a great job. We'll talk to him coming up next. <laughs> 